What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Happy Sunday. Welcome back on this Sunday. We're here with another episode of Chill to Action. As usual, you know me. It's the girl, Danny Joy, right here with my ever so wonderful co-host, my favorite work husband, Mr. Paul Denuzio. That's me. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here on this fine Sunday. How's everybody doing? I expected them to talk to me in a minute. I think it's just we're all doing good, right? That's how it works, right? <laughs> the chat responds. And back again, one of our favorite co-hosts for this episode, Mr. Billy Belford. I don't care how you're doing. I'm here for the champ. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. That's right. We are here on a very special episode of Kill the Action with the one, the only, the shark, the primetime, Mr. Paul Oyama. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Yeah, it's uh, been a while, a long time coming. Uh, had this mentioned to me before, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Yeah, Hell thank yeah. you for hanging out with us on this Sunday, Paul. Um, on this early time, we're here a little bit earlier than usual, so thank you for even actually. earlier for me, really. I mean, that's right. That's what we did. <laughs> we're moving around for some champs up in here. We're not mad at that. He yeah. has eyes, no sunglasses, no shades. <laughs> hey, any real fans uh, saw me in Bibiani's entrance against Roca, so they all know what I look like without sunglasses <laughs> before right. I debuted. So, real fans. <laughs> we do. That's right. Fair yeah. enough. Those are, like the, those are like the fun little Easter eggs of the Schmodown. Where you see, like, <laughs> it's kind of like old wrestlers, like, you know, up and coming wrestlers will end up being like a cop on, like, you know, in, in a, like, before they're a wrestler, or they'll be like, uh, CM Punk famously was like a uh, in one of John Cena's entrances at WrestleMania like, before anybody that. knew who he was. Like that's kind of like this, it's like you and Brandon Hanna and like a few other people like were were in the Schmodown before people knew they were in the Schmodown. Yeah, oh yeah. What's up, Brian? Yeah. Well, as usual, we're gonna get to our very first. We're gonna get to our very first question. On the action, Paul. Why Schmodown? What got you into the Schmodown? How did you get involved? Oh well, man, it is such a long and windy road. And I've sort of told the story on the rundown before, but so I was, I've been uh, listening to the Schmoes for, I think coming up on eight-ish years now. It's been kind of a really long time. Um, I think I found them through their last Airbender movie review, which I was, I was pissed about the movie at the time and I needed some commiseration. Um, <laughs> so from there, I started listening to to the Schmoes podcast and through Toad Hop and all of that stuff. And then when it premiered live on the podcast, I, it was just, for me, it was just another Schmoes no show. And it wasn't necessarily anything that I knew was going to be special at the time. Um, and then it sort of grew and grew and grew. And I, I kept watching, obviously, like I, I love movies and I think it's such a um, great outlet for that kind of thing. And I just became a, huge fan of, of the Schmodown and then, um, you know, time passed and then the, the sort of the fan leagues became something that I became aware of and then I became involved in them and um, things grew from there really. And I was noticed um, through my play there. Um, I went to some tapings and then before I knew it, I was debuting in a match. It was kind of happened a lot faster than people might expect. Okay. 
Very wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us know each other from the Schmodown. So we've, Paul and I, Denuzio and I have actually known you for quite some time within the yeah. Schmodown ranks. We were all in that really fun, big Action Army mm-hmm. uh, Facebook chat for a long time that was super active during there so would you action army 1.0 really before we kind of became yeah. what it is today it was like the pre-action army in a way just we weren't even an army we we're just like a battalion or whatever whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the sh- it was like the shadow army it was like nobody really knew yeah who was in it or who was part of it and quietly building Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you were pretty vocal inside of that chat, especially when it yeah. comes to to movies. Just in general, you've mm-hmm. always been someone who seems like they're really into movies. I've seen your letterbox before, my dude. You watched movies like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, would you still consider yourself a part of the Action Army? Um, I think it's it's just become a different sort of thing now. Um, it's kind of hard to be that from inside. I mean, I've been watching their show for a. Uh, few years now at this point like it's been quite a while like i was um i mean as a lot of longtime sort of fans know, i was active in those chats like way back when there was not nearly as many people watching when that was like not really as much of a thing but um it's become different now but i think i'll always have sort of a fondness for that fandom and sort of what that sort of what that small community brought me at the time and sort of what it you know, helped build relationships with people like you two that um, I've now met both of you. I've actually met all three of you guys in person at this point now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a cool way to build a community is is through this sort of mutual shared affection for like a, a group of performers. I think that's a great, great thing. Absolutely. We become a real family that way. Even like the old school versus the new school. I still love the fact that I, I piss you off on Letterboxd and you let me know. <laughs> ah, <laughs> scream four, Paul. Why? Some of my favorite comments have been ripping something like, how did you like this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Between Paul, between Deduzio and, and Jarvi. I'm like, what? You like this movie? You love the fact this that movie. I an, an action movie anatomy like, of Pacific. But then you Friends. realize, wait, Ed Harris is in it for two minutes. So <laughs> is just is just in from the get from the get go. Paul gets me. I love it. Uh, I'm waiting for the day that there's like the most obscure Ed Harris question in the Schmodown. and ever kind of like that Angelina Jolie five pointer that everyone oh, was talking about with the like. I'm waiting for the obscure Ed Harris question that nobody knows, but Denuzio is like, that was an easy question, guys. <laughs> That's a five-pointer? Like, Who missed that? Yeah. <laughs> that was like a one-pointer. Come on, guys. It's Ed. <laughs> Definitely. That's I mean, me. I've already told Ben and Drew, I've already said that if they ever get an Ed Harris slice, that I have to actually come in and help them. Oh, man. Them. <laughs> Present it every time. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> On the wheel. I mean, Paul's been... Paul's been getting that Schmobot and Super Chats for the Ed Harris wheel slice. He's almost yeah. he's probably spent enough money that he could have just sponsored the <laughs> Harris wheel slice at this point. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Any questions for others? Speaking, speaking of wheel slices, so you you know they're talking about changing up the wheel slices next season. What's a wheel slice that you would like to see that isn't currently a wheel slice? Um, I mean, there's just there's so many. Um, I, get, I think a personal one for me, it's which people might not expect is, um, I guess you might expect it if you, you saw um, my my outfit at New York Live event, but I would love a Hepburn slice with maybe both of both Catherine and Audrey Hepburn. I think that's would be a cool way to celebrate sort of women in film and classic film and also just a long span, like two very long spanning and important careers that I think are a little left of center of the stuff that generally gets asked about. 
Um, and no, Robert, I would not like a Percy Jackson movies. Will Slice. That is, th those movies did not happen. Those movies did not happen. Uh, the Earth King has invited you to my cloud guy. That's all I have to say about that. I couldn't agree with you on that one. I yeah. wish they were a little better. A little better, a lot better. I mean, and, and also I think like, I mean, some sort of anime representation, I think that like sort of a Studio Ghibli slice um, would be something that I would have great fondness for. And I think would be a cool sort of thing that I don't think I have to use all the time, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Basically. Uh, Tony, Kaiju has not been in fandom for like over a year. So let's just put that one to bed. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but anyway. But anyway, you know what, Paul? It's been really exciting watching you in your rookie year. It's I can't believe that for a second it it slips my brain that this is your rookie year and you've already done what some people who've been in the league for a long time haven't been able to do. You've got a belt and you defend yeah. it belt. So mm -hmm. it's been it's been pretty exciting to see you um, in this rookie year. Are there any rookies that are coming up from the fan leagues that you're worried about? Um, no, because. Uh, worried about no because Robert's not playing in regular movies. Uh, right. Just I think <laughs> you know, all, all as all I'm sure all, at this point, all the interdictum players know, you know, dread, dread it, run from it. Robert Parker still arrives, like he will be there, um, he will be a factor, and I think everyone will find that out soon enough. Um, but as of my knowledge, I don't think that there's any singles or teams competitors, um, from the families that will be debuting, um, at least to my knowledge. Um, and you know, may, I might be playing Intergeekdom this year. I'm not totally sure about that. That's sort of a, a possibility. I don't know if you guys saw Christian posted like a list that he soon took down, but it was a list of all the eligible draft players. And I was eligible as an Intergeekdom player. And I think maybe that's a hint of potentially something to come. Um, it's not something that I'm promising or guaranteeing. I'm not saying I'm going to take the Intergeekdom belt like some uh, singles competitors have claimed before and then never debuted. But it's a possibility. <laughs> um, so we'll see. That's uh, funny you mentioned. I know Ben Bateman is one of those who said he could do it, but then he decided he didn't want to hate watch things instead of just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. That, that would be required. I'll, I'll say that much. A lot of it is also. I think it's it's Ben's old study method. Like he he would have done. Yes, he probably would have done interview from the way he used to study, and now with his new study method, he doesn't. He only wants to watch things that he likes. Like he's not going to watch. Like you said, like they always say Green Lantern, you know, five times in one day or something like that. Like, right, yeah. you know, he's not gonna watch, you know, all the Star Wars fifteen times so that he can make that a strength. So, what was I'm the biggest change you felt like coming into the league from the fan leagues? Like, what you know, because people always compare the fan leagues to the 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 Schmode, the you know the the big leagues i guess you could say what was the biggest like change or the biggest surprising thing i think the approach is just very different it's it's um, a lot of widening and less narrowing i think in the families you're allowed to choose strengths based on almost any um, parameters as long as there's at least six movies in there and that they've been they've been theatrically released so it's like i've used and had stuff used against me that would never be a slice in the shmodan and i think there's like a, an aspect of fun to it too but also the shmodan's a little more regulated so it's a little more regimented. It's like you're, there's only certain things you really have to worry about. Um, and there's a lot of movies that you just never will never be asked in the show that have been asked in the family. It's a different shade, I think, of, of the game. Um, and it's really interesting. Also, it's like there's a lot more plot related questions and like stuff you have to have seen the movie to know in the fan leagues. That's also because it's not about, you know, they're not worried about creating a product for people to be able to digest and and to be entertaining it's about like having sort of having fun in a different sort of trivia sense so it's a different muscle almost of your brain that's working so i definitely had to rewire 
the way that I look at movies and the way that I study and prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the families, it's like, you know, someone will use the strength of Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's like, I, it just, it's just about Nightmare on Elm Street. And I have to focus so specifically on that. Whereas in the Shmodan, it's obviously like, there are, you know, niche categories, but for the most part, everything is pretty, you know, wide and general. Um, and it's just right. sort of that focusing, narrowing versus the widening um, that I think is just a big change. That makes sense. That makes sense. Have you, uh, since the, you, you have that new experience at versus, oh, you and Chance, for example, did come out of those fan leagues. Yeah. Um, Robert Parker has not been in the Schmodown yet. Do you have any advice no. for him coming in? Because he's kind of came on and talked big about how like a fan would never, filming the fan would never miss the questions like the, like that Kevin Spence did, for example. So do you have any advice for how they, uh, what to do to make that step and make it a successful step? I think Robert understand pretty well. I think it's, it's a really, it's also a thing where nothing I really say can really help as much as just being there. Um, it's just a different feeling when you're at the studio or, or on a live stage um, answering questions. It's much different than just being in your bedroom or um, and answering to your laptop. That's just, again, it's, it's a, it's a similar sort of thing. I was talking about the family because it's a different muscle that you have to engage. Um, and it's something you can't really prefer, prepare for. You just have to adapt when it happens. Um, and yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> well, your debut match in the Schmodown was against one of the league's most loved players, yeah. Fred Meyer, and you have a little bit of a bad reputation for a little while. Are you worried about your reputation, your reputation following you into this next season? Um, not really. I think that, I guess, in 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 some aspects, yes. I think. In some ways, though, it's been sort of a reckoning for me, and I think I've sort of dealt with that as much as I could, I think, um, and talking to people and leveling with them about sort of what I'm really about and and being able to understand um, what that kind of thing is. I, I mean, I definitely think that some people will be hesitant to draft me or, like, will not necessarily want to pair me with certain things, but I think also that's partially just a character thing, too. Like, there's certain managers that probably just won't take specific players because they don't think that it, that the, um, the pieces fit for them. Um, but I think that in terms of me and my reputation, I think that's sort of changing a little bit. Um, and I don't think it'll affect me in sort of any meaningful way. Um, but I, I could be wrong. You never know. Well, it's an interesting point you bring up. I mean, I know definitely, we, I mean, it's been, it was definitely documented at one point that some issues were going on. But I think that you've definitely taken some steps. I mean, I know the, we'll get to spectacular, but like the, your, your after match interview I know went a long way with everybody is there as far as it just seemed to humanize you more than people got to fi- like finally know the real you. Whereas before you were kind of like this, like if you didn't know you, you come off yeah. kind of like this almost not emotionless, but like this very stoic, like this. I, mean, I think that's, that's sort of, that was the idea. Um, it, it, it didn't necessarily work, I think as well as that it, it was, as it was intended to. Um, right. But I do think that there's something to be said about sort of that being the construction of what the, the loosely what the character um, was supposed to be. Well, it's, I mean, that's true. Cause I think people have had problems with character versus people all throughout the slowdown because we're so over so yeah. interactive community that sometimes. And also it's like just in a physical and, and geographic sense, I'm so like detached from this stuff that it's way harder to like, just talk to someone man to man casually. Like I really am only there for matches. Um, and it's not like I'm just hanging out. Um, like I was living in LA for six months last year before I debuted and, like, if I was playing at that point, I think things might have been a little different. I think people might have been able to see me as a person more. Um, 
but you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a growing, it's a learning curve. You know, it's like breaking in a new baseball glove. Like it, you'll, you'll get used to it to some degree eventually. Um, and if, you know, there's certain levels that it won't get to, and that's, that's okay too. Well, I know you definitely made some ground with that because I know I've heard some people like, so I know that you had issues with came out and said that you, when you reached out to them and they, they definitely made some bridges were built, so to speak. And that they, yeah, I think that's still being worked on. I think it's a, and a lot of, a lot of the stuff really is like, just behavior moving forward. It's not something that I, that you can just fix like that. It's just um, as you grow and grow and grow. And as I try to sort of be a better version of myself, I think that things will change. And that's kind of just the natural progression of, of human relationship, which is sounds a little, a little haughty and broad, but I think that it's true because like, that's really ultimately what this is, is just a community of people coming together for, for a specific goal. And I think once we become more comfortable with each other on a lot of levels, then it's easier to integrate that into the actual game itself. So, quick, uh, something quicker and uh, happier. Let's go this right from the chat. What, what's your favorite non-title match, and why is it you beating? Match? Uh, no comment. Although that was an incredible match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah, I have fond memories of that match. Uh, tell you what, it's a lot better than another recent match that I played, but that's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's out of my mind. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you 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 know you're a rookie. You you join the dungeon with a fellow rookie, Kevin Smets. Yeah. Uh, was that like always the plan with Christian, or were there other options or that were discussed? Sort of. I think that um, well, me, me and me and Kevin had sort of become friends just because of his um, sort of brief tenure in the fan leagues. His first match was against my old partner, so it's like a lot of stuff sort of confluence event of events, and we, we met um, at tapings and stuff, and I just grew to um, have a fondness for him and Kaiser sort of on a personal level, and then um, we just tried to sort of figure out if it would work and then reverse engineer the whole thing, um, and I think it, it worked out pretty well for all of us involved. Um, that's sort of my, yeah. my biggest worry about, um, really about losing a spectacular is just that, um, you know, I don't know if we're going to be together. I think the odds are, are pretty stacked in our favor in terms of, um, I don't think that our faction will be it'll definitely not be whole again, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a real bummer, but I think those guys are, are friends that I've made that I would consider friends for life. Um, and I think that that alone makes the season worth it. Like it, you know, um, spectacular or whatever be Dan, like meeting, meeting Kevin, John and, and Eric, I think is, has changed my life for the better in a lot of ways that I think people might not realize, but, yeah, those are just great, great people, and I'm so glad that I got to spend at least this time with them in that capacity. Very sweet. Very sweet, very sweet. <laughs> uh, now, well, speaking of spectacular, that's what I mean. With, let's let's get into it a little bit. Now we can talk about spectacular. Obviously, it wasn't wasn't your best night. <laughs> I mean, well, many would say my worst night. In fact, <laughs> I'm being nicer. I get. I would say. We, yeah, I, yeah. I talked to you about it afterwards, and I came up and yeah, mentioned yeah. it. Um, uh, but. Now that we're like two weeks or so out, how do you feel about it now? Like hindsight, I know blood can be hot that night, and maybe just thinking about it. Yeah. Given some reflection yeah. now, <clears throat> what do you think about it? And like what you said afterwards, like how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to get too into the super personal stuff. Um, I was going through a lot in the, the the two weeks sort of leading up to the match, and I think that took a lot out of me. Um, and I think. There was sort of a misunderstanding from a lot of people. I think in my post match, I wasn't saying that I wasn't, I didn't love the Shimoda anymore. I think the thing is, what was ha the, the the stuff that was happening to me in my personal life was indirectly related to the Shimoda, so it didn't feel like 
the Shuanan was an escape from it. It almost felt like I was burying myself deeper and deeper in, in sort of the situation that I was in. Um, and that's really what took a lot out of me. I think it's what made that match so exhausting. And um, it's just why that, not just the result, but just the entire night. Um, it just, I, oh man, it's just a, it's a, it was a really bad night. And I think for a lot of reasons, and I think that, you know, the personal stuff is not an excuse for how I played. I played poorly and, you know, that just happens sometimes. Um, but I do think that that stuff all converging onto one moment, I think really made it tough. And um, I'm just so appreciative that I had a support system that I think helped me get through it. But yeah, it was, it was a really rough night. Um, and it's, um, you know, the stuff is still sort of affecting me to this day, not, the, not the match necessarily, but a lot of the, the outside stuff. And, um, but I've sort of, you know, I've been working my way towards getting better at that stuff. And um, I'm excited to play the next season and sort of, um, jump back into it um, and hopefully be my sort of old self again. Yeah, and you were you were up against one of the best strategic players in the Schmodown. So there are plenty of times where Ben, where we would look over and see Ben just kind of mouthing something to you. So it's, Ben is really good at getting into people's heads. So I can definitely- I mean, to, to, be honest, to be honest, that stuff didn't really bother or affect me. Um, I just, sometimes you just don't know the questions and your mind's not in the game. And I think that, um, I think to be like, oh man, like I would have won if Ben wasn't, you know, try I, he wasn't even really saying that much to me. The one thing was like when he did the whole thing about the spin and he was saying that it wasn't on, wasn't on what it like, that's was kind of annoying, oh. I guess. Um, but I think in general, like, I don't think my play was really affected by the little stuff um, here and there that he, he tries to do. So I don't know. Strong words from Robert. But- I think it was just like one of those, you know, whatever could go wrong, did go wrong as far as like, just the questions, like, and it's, yeah. it happens to everybody, you know, like, no one's gonna, everyone has those moments where they, in a category that they, you know, unless it's a category that they just have, you know, Alex Damon in Star Wars or something yeah. like that, like, you know, there's good, there's a chance you're gonna get four questions, you're just not gonna know, and it, it happens. And the, the, the worst part about that is, is one question I definitely did know, and I think that's, a, that is an example of me getting in my own head and, um, the third man is like one of my favorite movies. Like I, it's an amazing movie. And I really, that's a case where I think I was just in my head so much that I wasn't thinking about the movie. Um, and I just thought to myself, I was like, Oh, the director Carol Reed is British. Like that is a famous British movie. Um, and I, I wasn't really thinking about the hospital and there's a lot of stuff with that. And, um, a lot of the information is just a little off. I think if you like know classics really well, the stuff that I was answering was not just random guesses I like I see like I guess I might as well go ahead and address this there was a lot of talk about me throwing the match particularly that round um which like aside from just that the conceit of that being ridiculous like if you saw the way that I was after the match do you really think I would have wanted to feel like that but also it's like the the Lauren Bacall Humphrey Bogart thing the big sleep is their second movie together I literally had the release it's switched in my head um Again, the third man thing, it's made in London by a British filmmaker. That's why I was like, oh, it's London. Um, thing back on it, obviously Vienna. And then the Miracle on, on 34th Street and the remake, the store is Target. And I think it's not some random random sort of thing. Um, right. Really, the, the, the last one was the only one I had no idea, which is... Um, but at that point, I was really adopting a strategy of I knew Ben didn't know those answers either. Um, and I think that at that point, going to multiple choice, really all that does is... Maybe it, it helps me maybe get it, but I think it also helps him a lot. And I think at that point I was just trying to keep the score as low as possible and hope that he spun something he didn't know and make it sort of a rock fight, but it didn't work out. 
Yeah, I think the only thing is, is if you do the multiple choice, it might have like you know spurred something in your head of like, oh wait, it is this, you know. But the thing is, I was con- the first two answer- answers I was confident in when I answered them. It was only afterwards that I realized, like the like right. to have it have not. I literally was like in my head, I was like, yes, to have like Big Sleep, nineteen forty four, to have and have not, nineteen forty six, and it was just it's just the opposite, and that's just a thing where I I knew that the options were gonna be the Big Sleep. To have and have not yeah. Key Largo. Like that wasn't really helped me. But um I mean there yeah, they're like maybe the third man would have calmed me down a little bit. But at that point I was just kind of shooting from the hip and um maybe my head wasn't in the game necessarily as much as it is it needed to be. But yeah, it's ultimately it just my information was not correct and that you know it is what it is. And then he spins Julia Roberts and gets those Julia Roberts questions. So it, it happens. Yeah. Well you mentioned Larry's talk about you throwing the game, which I would find ridiculous, but another <laughs> thought I wanted to bring out that I've heard a little bit and I want to give you a chance to address it is the idea of your studio tapings versus your live events and how that affects you. Because I mean, obviously Spectacular wasn't your best night. Um, yeah. your live match in New York, which also wasn't, I mean, you won the match and you won it fairly squarely now, but it wasn't also, I don't think your best match either as well. So was it no. something about live matches that did it get to you a little bit? Was it harder to I concentrate? I don't, I don't think so. Like I've, I've, you know, I've performed in front of big crowds in, in sporting events and stuff like that before. I don't think that that aspect of it, bothers me but then i mean maybe it does i mean maybe it does and i don't really realize it um in new york really the 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 three round five questions that i missed i just i mean the first one i it was just a name flood really i got the quarries confused but like i don't care if you ask me that american beauty question like sitting at home when i'm like totally relaxed I'm, i just don't know that um at the, i didn't know that at the time and and the coyote ugly one i just didn't know the actress um so i i think that that's sort of a misnomer I think that something like the showdown where the sample size is so small, it's really hard to get real usable data from it. So I think that using that that using that information is a little limiting. Um, but I maybe it maybe it is there is like a little aspect of it where I, I, I would have been a little more calm, I would have thought more about it. Maybe I would have respun um in round two, uh, maybe left classics on the board for Ben to potentially spin. Cause I think if he got the questions as we saw, that would have been really rough for him too. But um I mean, again, I think that I'm open to that potentially being, uh, you know, an aspect of the performance. But I think it's not like I was really nervous out there and like that stuff wasn't bothering me. A lot of it was just not knowing the questions and just not being in the right headspace to to execute. Well, I think I think like it's people just look at it and they're you're five and zero in the studio, you're one and one now, or six and zero in the studio and one and one. What are we? Well, what five and zero in the studio, one and one. In live events, and they're like, "Oh, and yeah. the one your one win, you know, people look like." You I mean, won the, the thing is, the thing is, is it's just funny if literally if the fan doesn't yell out uh, the answer, then I TKO Jeff Snyder at a live event, and then everyone's like, "Oh man, yeah. like, what a what a performance!" But now that it, yeah. I mean, again, like, and the questions came, and I didn't know them, but it's like it's funny how that little bit of context changes things so drastically, you know? True. Like, just to use an example. Um, Rachel Cushing got TKO'd by Sam Levine in a in a title match, but I think Sam's an, has missed all of his round five questions before. And I think if Rachel answers one more question, maybe he misses them all, and it's a totally different story. So I think it's um, a lot of it is sort of how you frame the match and what um, what information you choose and do not choose to include in your analysis when you're breaking that stuff down. But I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. That's you know totally possible. Also, you're in good company now with people saying ridiculous things like you threw the match because. You know, people said good like that. 
Spinner's Choice was rigged in Houston, and people <laughs> said they're just going to retire and all this stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. wild speculation puts you in good company. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and theories will run rampant, and people will have their opinions, and they're they're you know, it's they're well within their right to have them. But I, I just wanted to sort of address that just because. Um, I mean, I I also think that's lame because that takes away from Ben's win to be like, yeah. I threw the match, he didn't win the match because Ben played well both matches that day and he earned it. And I think to say that I threw it really um, is not giving him the credit that he deserves for for his road to the title. And he definitely worked his ass out. We know that we watched we watched that absolutely. So uh, I could. There we go. Knowing was a rough time for you makes the time you spent with us after the match even more special because we all care. I think that, that that also that helped. I think just spending time with people and and making that human connection. Because I think just before the match, I was trying to focus, and um, that didn't necessarily work out. But I think, yeah, it was a good time to sort of um, let myself relax a little bit. I think. Well, what I that I want to put this out there, being Evan having been there, one of the most fascinating things about the after event at the bar was watching you, uh, Brendan Meyer, and Chandra like sit in a sit in a circle drinking beers. And you talk Shabo down for like two hours just like yeah i mean it was great like brendan is one of uh, one of my great friends in the showdown and we talk about the showdown constantly like we'll just randomly start texting or talking in person just about you know matches that have happened or stuff that will happen and this that and the third and i think it's it's that's a passion for the game that i think that we all share and i think that's um kind of what draws us together and yeah we had a great conversation with chandrew who i think um is going to have a big season uh next year um but I think it was it was a great moment for me to be around people who are who are supportive and also who understand um, sort of where you know what the game does to you and how it can uh, sort of affect you. I think more than you might even realize. Yeah, with the next season coming up and with the draft coming up and you not being completely protected under Kaiser, is there if you couldn't be with Kaiser, is there any manager that you specifically would prefer to be with? Um, I mean. I don't know if I should say that to be honest. I think just I don't I don't want it to put out put to put off the message of, of whoever drafts me. I don't want to be with you as much as I want to be with other people or blah blah blah. Like I think that all a lot of the managers have, have sort of their different appeals. Um I'll just say if you know me, I think you know which manager jurors um besides Kaiser w- would appeal to me personally. Like I'll just leave it at that. It's Winston. I know it's Winston. It's Five club, five club for life. It's, here we go. <laughs> no comment on either one of those. On either one of those. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, okay, you want to answer the manager question, which I get. Um, but let's see, is there anybody else out there? If you like lose cannons, are most likely maybe not going to stick together. Who would you? Is there anybody out there that you would like to work with as a tag and think would fit you? Uh, <laughs> since it's out of your control, draft. Yeah. Um, I mean. I would, I would, I would like to be paired zipper again too, if if possible. Um, I mean, I think, um, there, I mean, almost all the great players who are unattached, I would love to to be a teammate with. I think it would be silly to be like, you know, I don't want to be with this great player. Um, but I mean, I think Paul Preston would be a great teammate for me. I think besides just having it uh, in a truly immaculate first name, like really, Paul Preston is is really one of the best people and players out there. Um, I think being with Lon would be really fun. I think what they would do character-wise, that would be fun. And also he just knows so much. And I think that um, that'd be incredibly exciting for me. Um, I don't know who wouldn't want to be with Tom um, just because, you know, it's Tom and he's such an interesting, uh, interesting fellow uh, along with having like 
I, the best round one accuracy in the history of the entire showdown, I think. Um, <laughs> so I think th- those are, those are three kind of big ones, but I mean, really there's not a good player that I wouldn't want to be with. Like there are so many possibilities and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. I think like um, whatever happens, it'll be a, a really fun season. Um, yeah. It'll be fun. It's going to be a new era. Caleb seems to think that you and Lon Harris would be perfect, and I could definitely see that working out. Lon, has, Lon needs a little more, I think, gameplay. He's got the knowledge. He needs a little more gameplay. Yeah, I, I do think there, there's a world where sort of before I became sort of a heel and everything, like if I was his partner a year ago or so, that, you know, me being my age, they could even have set me up as sort of his acolyte, a st- sort of a student, uh, like a film school student, if you will, which right. I literally was at the time. Um, so I think, you know, maybe there's something they could play with that. But, uh, yeah, I do think that Lon is sort of, um, has so much information that I think I would be able to sort of refine that in a way. Um, but I, we'll see. I mean, those are three I'm excited. I would be excited about. Obviously, I'd be stoked to be back with Zipper, but like a lot of possibilities. You know what, Paul? Paul, you and Lon together reminds me of Above the Line. Like that's yeah, interesting. That's the kind of like that's. I don't know if I could quite grow like that glorious beard <laughs> that they both had going on, um, yes. but I will do my best. No, yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. They could wear a fake beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably. Oh man, that'd be a that rough At least you can make your hair go a little crazy or something. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You professor kind yeah. of got on, but <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, if, actually, if, you, if that scene happens, make sure you watch Remember the Titans. I'm just saying. I have seen Remember the Titans. Uh, 30 plus times so I think would be just fine yeah it would be just fine well that's actually really up a question is there any like I know a couple of players I've talked to I haven't mentioned this with you they all kind of waiting for that one question to be asked on the showdown that you're like yes this is I'm waiting to answer this one. yeah um I don't know if I really want to say specifically there I mean there are dozens and dozens of questions where I'm like man if that ever got asked I would be just so excited. And there's been questions that have been asked before that I've you know, been stoked about, but it's like, um, I'll, yeah, that's the thing I think I want to be a little coy about, uh, but I think almost anything about any of my favorite movies, I'd be excited. It doesn't matter if it's just the, like the lead character or something, but I think, I mean, I think everyone would love a plot, like a deep plot question, five pointer about a movie they love just because it's, it would be such a fortuitous sort of confluence of events. So, so you're really a fan of uh, Action Movie Anatomy. Has there ever been a question in the Schmodown that you got because of Action Movie Anatomy? Because there's a lot of them Ooh. that I've gotten only because I watched Action Movie Anatomy. I think with the way that I've been preparing for the league and everything, it's hard to know where that knowledge starts and where the other, the next knowledge ends. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think it's definitely possible. There are probably like actor questions that um, before that episode of the show I didn't know, but I think maybe I would just already know by now. I'm not really sure. There's nothing that really comes to mind where it's like, oh man, like I'm so like I'm so lucky that they asked this specific question just because I remember this episode, blah, blah, blah. Like not not that I think can think of necessarily off the top of my head. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, another thing I, I talked to, I remember talking to Ben about it. Um, I'm curious to what your response would be. The Expo. It was a great yeah. event. It was a great event. Yeah. Um, but I know Ben had said at one point that he left a little earlier. Uh, he said he was his, he said on one of the streams somewhere that he kind of was feeling a low uh, energy wise and he had to perform later on. Did that take anything away from you having to, to not having to, but it was a enjoyable time, I'm sure, but like just being out there for so long beforehand, does that take anything away from your preparation that day or take anything? Um, it really, I mean, it was just one of those things where I feel like 
at the expo, I was almost in the Shmodan mode, and then I had to wait like seven hours till I played my match. Yeah. Um, so I think just getting up energy-wise for that and then having to sort of ride it out, um, maybe. But I don't think that in terms of actual play that really mattered that much. Um, but I, it, it was like a weird thing to be like, oh, I'm in Shmodan mode, but I have to wait seven to eight hours before I actually play my match. Right. Um, really the thing that 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 was just terrible for me was just not knowing who I was going to play like for such a long time and basically spending a lot of time preparing to potentially play Bibiani and then that just being totally wasted. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. Well, we all had our picks. We all had our pick. Did you have a pick who you thought you were going to face? No, I think that's a fool's errand um, because I think then if the other person wins, then that takes so much out of you that I think it puts you in a bad place and you don't want to be thinking that way. So I was basically 50-50 preparing for, for both people. Um, and then when I saw the match happen as it did, um, some things had to be changed. Um, it's funny, I, Classics was not originally what, what, I, what I was going to have on the wheel. And I do wonder if, if um, I should have gone with something else, um, something that I did more directly prepare for. But no, I, I, it just, not the not knowing was, was the part that kind of killed me at the time. Makes a lot of sense. It's interesting. The uh, fan, everybody in the chat here, seems to want to have the Paul Preston, Paul Ayama team. They're trying to find good names for you. Dot Paul, <laughs> a true underdog story. Just the Paul. Paul squared. Paul squared. I like that. Paul, the right moves. I kind of no, like that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, right. Cruise. Got, got some cruise in there. Yeah. My own personal favorite. Paul to action. That's what I call this show at the time. <laughs> oh Lord. True. <laughs> or the good, the bad, the Paulie. How do you feel about protein shake? That's the question. Uh, I drink one every morning, so I think that that might work out. You know, well, it's it's I don't snort the powder like like the powder cake does, <laughs> but I, I, I take a different approach and I consume it a little more um, naturally, I suppose. That is true. The expo we did get the great hamburgers from. Oh uh, yes, Kaiser Kaiser went and bought a lot of hamburgers uh, as a as a great bit. It was hilarious. <laughs> It was good because I didn't get a chance to eat. I had, I had gotten. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of known now. The night before, I had a little bit to drink that night. Oh, <laughs> you reaction. drink? No. 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 When Kim's not there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, so it was good that he had burgers there. It was nice for me to soak yeah, yeah. that the next day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, totally. So that was just a little bit for me. Okay. <laughs> But you know what? It is time. It is time now. We're gonna we're gonna shift our our uh, little show here to do what we call this or that. Mm. The segment we do every week. If you guys are first time viewers, I will give Paul Oyama, not me, obviously, two options, and he was like, "This is like the old sh uh, Schmo's choice for for my Schmo's no heads out there." There you uh, go. The classic Schmo's choice. Absolutely. JT, uh, classic JTE segment on the, on the very the podcast. True. <laughs> very true. Well, of this show, so yeah. oh, man. <laughs> a little more hair, a little more hair, <laughs> just, on, just on the lip. <laughs> I'm also a little more graceful, I don't really fall off scooters too often, but uh, that's just <laughs> not yet, not, not yet. yet, anyway. I just said that I'm gonna go head over oh, here. So, we have our first question, which we always ask every time. Uh, it's the famous one, and we want to know we're starting to tabulate these. We're gonna have these at the end of the year, I'm gonna put them all together and see where we actually stand. But are you team guy? Or team trader? You know, 
as of as of this month, I I, can, I don't know if I can uh, support Bateman in that way. You know, I'm, I'm happy for his title, but I think I have to be team guy for the purposes of this this question and this moment. Um, I think oh, nice. it's pretty definitive. And for these specific people right here, also, we're all team guys. Oh, that had nothing to to do with my decision at all. Smart, you're smart, you're loyal, you're good. That's good to go. <laughs> Boiled. Smart. Smart. Exactly. Smart. Okay. Uh, how about this? The network. Or I'm sorry, not the network. Network or the graduate? Uh network. That network is my favorite movie. So it's network. I kind of thought so. I figured I'd throw that out there though. Okay. Big screen. Winning an Oscar. Yeah, it's very much so. Big screen or not so big screen? Like as in like a big screen movie or watching things in your home theater now? Uh definitely in the theater. Um, I would watch everything in the theater if I could. Um, I, in LA, I, while I was there for the Shmodan, I, I went to the theater four times. So let's <laughs> say I like going to the movies. I'm fully What's on board. Uh, I watched Waves, okay. uh, The Lighthouse, Marriage Story, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Nice. Um, I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire with Brendan. Uh, that movie is incredible. Uh, I really liked all of the movies I saw. I think they were all pretty fantastic. I like that. I like that. Okay, here's one. Pineapple. Is it just fruit or a pizza topping? Uh, well, I th I'm okay with it as a pizza topping as long as you don't call it Hawaiian pizza because <laughs> that's not that's – not, people in Hawaii don't eat Hawaiian pizza. So just <laughs> stop with the name. Um, there's th this this Hawaii comedian who did who did this this video bit where he just threw pineapples at things and said Hawaiian Hawaiian like it's a trash can like a piece of paper and that's what it feels like it's if it's got pineapple it's called Hawaiian no. it's like uh, no. if you put avocado on anything it's California like. basically yeah but it's like even the branding is even stronger because uh, it's just yeah because we can't do anything about it we're so far away we have to send some angry letters or something I don't know but what's well, all there is in Hawaii right is like surfing and pineapples that's it there's nothing you actually surf there. on pineapples I don't know if you know that. Um, they're pretty rough but you know you learn you learn to get used to it after a while <laughs> surfing on pineapples Art says it was invented in Canada I did not know well that. they do use Canadian bacon so that makes a lot more sense than in Hawaii where we do not consume fake bacon products. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's Canadian pizza. Yeah, probably shouldn't rename it. Now I got to ask you one: When you uh, do your little stick in the, in the snowdown, you do your digital watch or analog watch? Which one works better in that case? Analog. It's got to be analog. analog. I think a, dig a, dig a digital. It's like man, I you, like we get you're young, but you're looking even worse. It's like you got the you can't even read <laughs> read a clock. It's like come on, kid. You probably can't even write cursive. It's like what are we doing here? So it's got to be analog. Um, also, just analog watches just look a million times better. Oh, and they yeah. kind of probably always will. And just then, just numbers like that's I don't know. Numbers aren't that cool. Sorry, Frank. Okay, if he's watching Frank, you probably deserve that though. So, uh, oh, after that, after those rankings he put out, definitely deserves it. Something's going on, with Frank, but that's all right. Okay, here's the one for me. Actually, my personal one, because I love talking movies and stuff with you. Uh, Denis Villeneuve or uh, Alfonso Cuaron? Mm. That's a good one. There, um, there's an iconic uh, sort of moment in, in an action movie anatomy history where they're, during the Children of Men episode, the baby dry, the infamous baby drying incident. 
Um, and that movie, I think I love more than anything that Denis has, has done, but I think I would say Denis overall. I think everything that I've seen from him, I, I love. And, and I will watch Prisoners one day, one day. Oh, you haven't seen Prisoners yet? No, no, it's the one I haven't seen. No! I've, 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 I've seen <laughs> Insandis and Polytechnic, but not, not Prisoners for some reason. I don't know, whatever it I was is. Gonna say that's a great action movie anatomy episode. Is yeah. The, yeah. Is that's, yeah, I couldn't watch I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this soon, yeah. and then it still hasn't happened, so it'll happen soon. I was actually, uh, just to bring that up, just to take a sidebar there, The Drying Baby, I mentioned that to Andrew during uh, yeah. I was talking about that when we were there at the house, and I mentioned that. Do you remember that? He's like, I kind of remember that. Now, he had forgotten me. I brought back it. Yeah. That's right. He was there. So. It's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. For, the, for, the, for those, I actually, no, I, I, I won't spoil it. If, if you want to watch, if you want to learn about it, go watch The Children of Men. Yes. Uh, actually, moving out of the episode. It that's true. That, sometimes we just read things from the chat verbatim. That was the, Now we want to start doing the whole... Uh, was it the Anchorman thing where we just start writing stuff in the chat, hoping that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, I I agree with him myself. Just to throw that out there, he's my favorite current director, and I can't wait to see what he does with Dune. So looking forward oh, to that. Okay. okay uh, speaking of the Terminator franchise or the Alien franchise, definitely Alien for me. Um, I think I love Alien more than any of the Terminator movies, and I think. Aliens is about on par with with Terminator and T two for me, um, and I don't hate Alien three actually. I think it's I don't pretty interesting. It. Uh, it's I kind of like Prometheus. Uh, Covenant was very frustrating for me, but I think a lot of the post T two, the Terminator just kind of has lost me post T two. So you know, I'm just kind of out on Terminator at this point. I, I didn't even see Dark Fate, so that tells you anything. It was okay. It was okay. Just kind of more of like a. It's another. It's another soft reboot of Terminator One. To be honest with you, it just kind of. I didn't want to see it because I, I love Mackenzie Davis, but I just it just, right. it didn't it didn't pull me in the way that uh I think an Alien movie probably still would even though it's right. I've been burned before by that. So I also throw that out there. I, I actually love Prometheus. I, I'm frustrated with Covenant too because it seemed like Covenant was uh really Scott taking a step back from his commitment when he, when he had started with Prometheus to kind of it also just like man it really if you think about it too much it just ruins alien so it's just it's it's really annoying but anyway right. enough about alien covenant we, we can talk about this stuff for, for hours as well. yeah exactly okay this is something i haven't we're asked not, uh, we're not in the action army fit, uh, chat no uh, we're not uh okay we have we had the anarchy this year and now we have the nuke next year and then we obviously haven't done the nuke yet but what's your thoughts anarchy versus the nuke I, th I mean, I think the nuke is just more fun because it's more holistic. It's not just like 20 different people or, or changed around a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, Anarchy though, is, it sort of did it first. So I think that in that way, um, it does set it, set that apart. But I think that this, the, the nuke, I think is, is a, is a better version of that. I think it's, it's made it like sports in a way that I love as, as a massive sports fan. I think it's the draft is such an exciting and cool thing. Um, so I think I would go with that um, a little bit. Plus, I didn't. I wasn't even in anarchy, so who cares about it? Did it even really happen? We don't know. <laughs> well, also, I think a really interesting thing with the nuke is it's going to put stakes to matches that in previous seasons might not have had any stakes to them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the Wildberries versus you know the Kingsmen was a it was a fun whatever match, but now that might be the match that this team needs that win to win the whole league you know it could come down to one point it could come down to one match that these like middle of the road matches is gonna might be the difference between winning the league and not winning the league yeah that's right that's kind of crazy 
throw another thing in there. I'm kind of interested to see what the Duke does to storylines. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're getting more and more into this. And also bringing characters together. It's going to be really hard to fit certain characters with each other. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder if managers will take that into play or if or if characters will be making rapid changes this season. I think that's also a possibility. It's like where people will have to change who they are to fit where they are. Makes sense. I mean, there's already like speculation from it. I mean, obviously, like yourself, you're not protected. So, like, do you end up back with the dungeon? Do you end up somewhere else? Someone like Mike Kalinowski is not, you know, he's not guaranteed to go to Shannon. Like, no. Does he go to He's almost he guaranteed to not go to her if, if people are, are, are smart yeah. in terms of bargaining and, you know, stuff like that. Bargaining, speculation, loyal, past loyalty, does that still play in? And that's what I'm you know, too, is like because you know that, like you know, he obviously he wants to play for Shannon, obviously, and, and like, do, do the managers take that into account? Like, you know what? I don't want to draft Mike because he's not going to want to work with me. He wants to work with Shannon. Or, I mean, if you're just smart, just draft him and then trade into right. Shannon for right. more assets for right. the person who you already wanted, plus more. Like that's just you know Absolutely. sports draft logic. Like you know, you, you you trade out of someone you don't care for for someone that you like, and maybe someone pulls a, a Philip Rivers and refuses to play for a team, or maybe you know people don't. Very true. Yeah, there's a lot of we who knows there's a lot of things that could come out of it. That's the that's what's that's what's so great about the nuke, I think, versus anarchy. Anarchy was really cool when they announced the teams. And then it fell kind of back into like it's a tournament. Like yeah, you have new teams, but it's a tournament. You're right. Not of that without really great teams, but in the long run that was it. And this not and only on. what half of them or so stayed together anyway. So it's like Right, very true, very true. I mean, it just change, things change very quickly. I agree. Okay, I got a few more here. How about this spam mac and cheese or tuna mac and cheese? Oh, Lord. I mean, <laughs> I love spam, but probably neither. I don't know if the, either of those really fit. Um, I Again, as a resident of Hawaii, uh, I love spam with all of my heart. Uh, shout out to anyone who eats spam. Uh, it is something that I grew up eating a lot, but... I mean, I think that's just you're doing too much with your mac and cheese. Tuna mac and cheese just sounds really. Gross. I'm out. I'm all the way out on that. Um, and spam, I'm not stoked about. I don't know if the flavors really really work there. But. You gotta do. You gotta you gotta slice it real thin, cube it up, and then fry it up, and then you kind of like almost like bacon. You put it on top of the mac and cheese, and it's super good. Get it? Maybe. Maybe. We'll I'm for a plain. I'm personally I like don't don't mess with my mac and cheese. Just give me mac and cheese. That's I did have some. Uh, so I went to Nashville for for a, a formal in college, and there was this hot chicken mac and cheese that was like, oh man, that was <laughs> next level. That was life changing. All all my Nashville heads, you know, Dylan Dylan Camacho and, and Abby Friel know exactly what I'm talking about. It's uh, hot chicken Nashville. Uh, something else. And yes, Dwayne in the chat, uh, spam used to be that is my lord and savior. That is yeah. correct. Oh, also Jill also said that. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fair, oh, yeah. Enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I guess we will end. With a question we always ask every week, and some people tend to be waiting to see where these guests are gonna are gonna fall on this one. Call to action host James Spence, that guy who's in the chat waiting this time, or a gaping chest wound. How like can I have two gaping chest wounds? <laughs> or, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I'm going with the latter. 
Um, yeah. I, I'll take a gaping foot wound, head wound. Um, yeah, just so all the wounds. Sanity has been restored. Sanity has been restored. I don't think James is happy he'd been riding a high crazy while. I, I do I do I do wonder if you have to redo this segment to make something even worse to where people will actually choose the alternative. You know? <laughs> Not happy, but I'll take it. Yeah, right. There are some people who chose James Spence. Really? My wow. favorite are they all named James, James Spence or are they his like his uh his alt accounts, you know? You know, Chandru, I think, picked James Spence because he's just such a nice person. And Wow. Um, he likes that. William maybe he wanted James Spence with a gaping chest wound, which is my favorite. Oh, that's anyone. pretty good. That's pretty good. Although that seems a little hard. That seems like you really don't want James Spence if you want him to have a gaping chest wound, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny. You talk about gaping chest wounds. I just watched the thing, and I'm just thinking about James Spence like popping out of someone's chest wound, like standing out, and it's it's a horrifying, horrifying thought in my head. Wow. Oh, I'm gonna that every time we ask this question now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, that will end there. You have been blessed. <laughs> that on this one, uh, Jake's late to the chat. You just missed it, Jake. You just missed it. You went with. What would it, a gaping chest wound, a gaping head wound, a gaping foot wound, everything. and any gaping wound that 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 you have to offer? <laughs> he would take two gaping chest wounds, <laughs> kind of placed thusly. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. We well, okay. all know you all know what that means. This or that is over. So make sure that you all get your questions down in the chat. Um, if there's anything that we missed uh, up up ahead with it, make sure you send them back in the chat. Hit the like button on this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed to the channel yet. Guys, plug anything else that you'd like to plug right now while we wait for these chat questions. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, you guys mentioned my letterbox, but if you are curious about my uh, potentially troublesome amount of movie watching, you are more than welcome to just search my first and last name on there. And you will see that I, I believe I am now at 713 movies watched in the year of 2019. So... Uh, I might have to check into a therapist, but if you are curious about what those 712 or, or so are, then you are more than welcome to check that out. Are the are all of these new movies to you? Not, necess not necessarily. No, I think that about a third or uh, somewhere between a third and a half are probably are rewatches. I think, um, but just movies in total. Yeah, I just I, I like them quite a bit, as some yeah. people might know. Nerd, yeah. That is true. We, yeah. I, I am a nerd. <laughs> what's your what's the best movie of the 713 that you've watched oh this year? Oh my god. I mean I've watched Network this year, so it's probably that. Uh it's probably <laughs> Network, which is my favorite movie. Um I think I've watched like all of my favorite movies at least once this year. Um so it's probably that. I mean, there's been a lot of great stuff. I mentioned Portrait of Lady on Fire, though. That is um I'm probably uh, in contention for my favorite, probably my second favorite movie of 2019. So that is a recent one that stuck out to me a lot. But there's a lot of great, wow. great stuff out there, you know. Cats, it's clearly cats. Obviously, I haven't seen cats yet, but it will be. Skywalker. I'm assuming you've seen that already. I have seen that, yes. Uh, and my thoughts on that are are posted there if you would like to read them. So, oh, all right, go to uh, your letterbox. <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to start with some questions from the Facebook pages. Make sure that you subscribe to our Facebook channel, the Call to Action podcast, so you can uh, so you can submit some of these questions. I usually send out that post to each of the 
each of the groups also. So you can add any questions that you'd like in there as well. So first question that's in there is from Kay and Franklin, but you already answered this question. It's what movies did he see in LA Spectacular Weekend before heading home? You already answered that with the four movies that you saw. I also but, watched a few of them on my own time. I watched The Squid and the Whale and Easy A, but yeah. So. Ooh, I like you, Dave. ETA is a great movie. I don't care what anybody said. I love that movie. <laughs> Danny Cost, friend and co-host of the Call to Action podcast, where does Parasite and Columbus rank in the best movies of the decade? Uh, I, as a maniac that I am, I am compiling a, a list of the my 100 favorite movies of, of the 2010s. Uh, let's just say that those both rank quite high on that list. Uh, Parasite is my favorite movie of 2019. Very cool. Kay and Franklin, again, uh, if studying film in college introduced him to a film or genre he fell in love with, whether it's a wheel slice or not, what else did he learn from that experience of studying film? Ooh, um, most of that stuff that I studied will never, never, never be asked about. <laughs> um, I developed a love for French slapstick from the 50s and 60s, which is a very random and niche thing. Um, there, there's a, a filmmaker called Jacques Tati that I became a, a great fan of. Um, there was a lot of, um, I focused a lot on um, on African and European cinema in, in my time in college for the most part. So I think that um, opened my eyes to sort of different genres and, and filmmakers that I don't think that I would have known um, as well. Otherwise I took an entire class on Spike Lee. Um, he became one of, one of my favorite filmmakers. And there's a lot, just a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like, that's where I learned almost everything that I have to learn um, about movies. Really, freshman year of college is when I started watching movies at the clip that I currently watch them, which is probably quite insane. But um, I mean, almost everything under the sun, quite quite frankly, in terms of stuff that I've, I've loved. Yeah. Very cool. Um, have you seen The Man with One Red Shoe, the French film? Sorry, what was the that? French, the, have you seen The Man with One Red Shoe? The yes. The French the French. Yes. Uh, Not. Uh, I saw I that, that senior year of high school. Um, I, I I do have to rewatch it just because I don't really have. I don't really remember as much from it as, as I would like to. But it's also tough because that won't be asked about. And you sometimes you got to prioritize pronouns. Steady in. <laughs> as they say. So another question from the Facebook group from uh, Darth Camacho himself, our uh, supreme leader, Mr. Dylan Camacho. What should the punishment be for people who don't wash their hands in the bathroom? Oh, oh man, dude, that happened at Spectacular like three times. Uh, that might even be what he's referencing. I, I think he might have been in there when, when some dude came in and, and used the bathroom and didn't wash his hands. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe like laying down on the ground floor of the bathroom for like 10 minutes. I don't know. It's just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> and oh, other people at that point. It's just, the racial... I mean, especially other people, but like, what are we, like, ugh. No. The ratio of the line for the men's restroom to the women's restroom was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Full Never line, before. guys. No line at all for the ladies. Never been that way ever before. And ever. <laughs> I know that's never happened. <laughs> Like, See guys trying to sneak into the ladies' room. So yeah, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> no, okay. Also, the bathroom was in a bank vault, so that is another interesting wrinkle of, of that was spectacular. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Last question from the Call to Action Facebook page from Mr. James Spence: Is there anyone from the fan leagues that you would like to see uh, be called up? Ooh, that's tough. Um, selfishly, no one good because that would make more competition for myself. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry, there isn't anybody good in the face. It's, <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's tough. Um, 
because I think locale does matter. Um, like my, my old partner, Michael, who's one of my, one of my great friends in, in the world really lives in, you know, the gold coast in Australia. I don't think he's going to be flying uh, regularly to compete in matches. And I think there are other people that I would love to, to see compete. Um, Jeremy Adams, who's like now a question writer for the showdown, I would love to see play, but also he writes. And I don't think that's, that becomes a little complicated. Um, Jen Kemp who's another like good friend of mine. She, debuted at free-for-all and then hasn't played since then. I would like to see her get an actual match. Um, sort of long-time shows yeah. queen. Yeah, so well, she was, a, as of that post, you never know, he took it down, so maybe he's making some edits to that That's list. Colin but, Sullivan better um, be in the draft. Uh, <laughs> better be in the draft. Uh, no, I mean, there, yeah, I mean, there, there are people that I think are good, are good enough to play, but it's just hard because not so many of them don't live far away or, or just wouldn't be able to make that trip regularly. Um, so I think that's it's a tough and, and somewhat complicated question, I guess, in, in that regard. I do have one. Sorry, and it's kind of kind of a bad kind of a bad answer for all the family people. Like I do, there are t- tons of family people I really like, but I just don't know if it's realistic, you know. So I guess Jake and Michael, two of my best friends, I would love to see them. But again, they both live in Australia, so kind of tough. Australia's got some good fans of the Schmodown. We love Asari over here, also. All right, sorry. I do have one more question from Danny Coast. Uh, Danny Cost, Ghost, Cost. I'm sorry, Danny. Um, jawbreakers or Heather's? Ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, jawbreakers did win me a number one contenders match in the fan league, so I do have great fondness for that and for that era of Rose McGowan. But I would definitely have to go with Heather's. Um, I think Heather's is just endlessly fun and quotable. That's a movie uh, that it, it bums me out. The Shmodan has made this sort of shift to being PG because now there are certain quotes from that movie. I would love to be asked about that. will never ever be asked about one, including a chainsaw that some people may or may not be familiar with. Yes. That would not be. Oh yeah. Probably. Unfortunately, <laughs> maybe we should have an exhibition matches of like, you can have an R rated exhibition matches or something like that. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm sure plenty of people would love to participate in those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some questions for the chat now. Garth McMurray asks, how does Paul feel about the Fastbender and Fastbender? Uh, that is the best scene in the Covenant. Um, yeah, I mean, Fastbender is amazing. Uh, he's great in everything, even if the movie is bad. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would be in more things, specifically more good things, like he was from 2008 to 2013. And then he's like, eh, good movies. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do love... Uh, um, I do love Fastbender, and that is a great scene. Uh, it's much better than the waste of Catherine Waterston, but that is another thing to litigate for another day. I would agree and be on that side as well. This isn't really a question, but an interesting comment from Louis Sarisa. Alt Universe, where Paul and Chance were teammates in Anarchy. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, we were – so we, it's funny. We were supposed to be cha- uh, teammates in, in fandom, which is like the, the fan league inner, inner geekdom sort of thing, um, and then he got called up. I do think that would be interesting – I worry a bit about if we would just have so much overlap in terms of what we don't know. And I think that might hurt us. I still think we would be an incredible team. Um, and I, and that might happen one day. Um, I, I think it's more likely than not that it would eventually happen at some point, but I mean, it would be interesting. Like we've, we, we, me and him have both talked about it before, you know, but um, yeah, maybe you never know. Okay. okay. Speaking of Saudi as one of the OG action army members, where do you stand with warrior? Man. <laughs> I was hoping you would not ask this question uh, <laughs> because despite the fact that I, I own this movie, I have not watched it yet. So 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, so I have to deal with this all the time. That's right. I say I haven't seen more. Right. Oh, and the thing was, the thing was, the thing was, I just want to make this very clear. I just want to make this very clear. I was planning on waiting and waiting to see it in theaters when I was in, when I was in in Indiana visiting friends during Halloween. But then it turns out one of my friends had a situation and I had to miss the showing of the movie in theaters, which is what I was waiting for. So now I might just watch it on my own time. I was really waiting to experience it in fullness in that that big theater with all the great speakers, but it just it didn't happen so we'll see i guess i just got to watch it on my tv now which uh, is a bit of a bummer um but I, I mean i'm excited like it's you know i think it some people have great shame in not having seen stuff i just think it's super exciting to have a new movie to watch i think that's pretty cool so especially a great movie like that i'll be honest yeah. i love it very nice um don't believe action army's promises when they say that we'll watch them all when we all get together because it just never happens that, that is funny. Uh, twice uh, like it's never happened. At least twice, three, two or three times, we've said we're going to watch it when we get all to get together for Spodown, but we're just too much busy drinking. And that <laughs> yeah, that's really the correct answer. <laughs> Some uh, of us are busy drinking. <laughs> Kayla wants to know the biggest difference. I mean, you think you mentioned this before, but the biggest difference mm -hmm. in gaming and studying and strategy between families and Spodown. Which is I think depth, depth is part of it. I think that in the Spodown, you know certain movies. The only thing ever asked about will be director, lead, co-lead, and maybe release date. Maybe like they'll describe the movie generally. But if for a lot of family movies, you have to like if you're studying for a specific strength or a specific category, you have to know the fifth, sixth, seventh actor, plot-related things. What's the name of that guy's? What's the name of that device they're looking for? Like that stuff is a little. You have to go, I think, a little deeper with that stuff. Um, but the Shmodan, you have to cast a wider net because you don't want to be caught in a position where. It's an easy question, but you just—it's just a movie that you are not aware of. That's not on your radar, so it's—it's it's a little wider, but not as deep, I guess. That's some of the stuff um, with strategy. It's hard. It's—it's it's a little harder just because in the families, there's so many things you can pick that it's easy to pick something your opponent's not good at. Like it's easy to find something that it's like, oh, this guy's never seen these movies or has never watched this or never seen that. But in the Shmodan, it's like, for one thing, like a lot of these people have seen every damn thing to ever come out um but i think also it's it's you're limited in what you can choose and there's less variability with with strengths and that kind of thing so it's it's just a different um preparation process altogether and i think you and in, in the like in the showdown it's you know the, the, there's less categories than that are they're on the wheel for certain family matches and stuff so it's it's yeah it's it's different in, in a lot of ways more than i could probably even summate in in a few minutes fair enough fair enough all right, Magus has no question, but want to shout you out saying you had an amazing first year run. Thank you very much. Hopefully, the second year is 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 about as good, if, if not better. But we shall see. Maybe teams will be a different story for me this year too. So, let's see. have you seen the Fighting Sullivans? Haskell wants to know. I have not seen the Fighting Sullivans. No, unfortunately. As another one I have missed as well. I did hear about. I know that was the basis, but I did. I love saving Private Ryan, so I will go there. Let's see. What that else. makes one of us. Oh, really? Oh, oh, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is not my ninth. I'll just say it's not my 1998 World War II movie of choice. That is, that is, I'll leave it at that. And Red Line. Uh, uh, and Life is Beautiful, but yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's not, my, uh, not my favorite. But yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, Robert Parker has a good question now. What has been the most helpful part of being managed by Kaiser? Mike skills, strategy, and gameplay, training, something else? Yeah. I think it's 
really, I mean, it's like not to be lame, but I think it's all of those things. I think if he was lacking in any of those areas, I think that would really be tough. Um, I, I do think it, there's, there's definitely like just a big weight off my shoulders in terms of having someone in my corner um, that is vocal, that will be there, that will, that will be a presence and won't, won't be sort of shut out by other, other people saying certain stuff. And that's been great. Um, also having a place to stay <laughs> might be the best thing. So I can know that I can come to LA and be able to make it to my match. No, but um, I mean, he helps me uh, prepare a thing more than, than other people realize. Um, and I mean, Kevin's been a huge help too. Kevin, Kevin and Eric, especially um, like those people are, are sort of secondary managers in a way where I think we all help each other in, in ways that I don't think I'm not going to necessarily elaborate on, but it's like, there's a lot of things that those guys helped me with that I, I think goes a little under the radar. Kevin walked you out at the uh, against Schneider, so yeah, I, and he was my he was my manager. He was the one in my ear. He was helping me sort of throughout that entire thing and and calm me yeah. down. And I think that that he he was a big reason I won that match. So, I'm and I, again, I just want to say like I'm so I'm over the moon excited for him. Like as bad as that night was for me, I couldn't be happier for for someone to work so hard and to see it pay off in in that fashion was such an exhilarating thing and i i'm just so happy for him just because i know he came so close and that was just so agonizing for him and i saw what it was like for him after that and i'm just so stoked that he got to to get that and that he got to to clinch the fact that he would be with kaiser again because if he didn't win that match like there's a good chance he gets snapped up in 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 round one or two by someone else Um, and i think everyone knows them well enough to know that regardless of what you think his value is kaiser is not letting smets go anywhere Um, they are inextricably linked in ways that i think people will never really grasp um yeah yeah garth mcbury wants to know what are some movies that you've hated to watch but had to for the showdown everybody has a few of them everybody has a few yeah um i'm pretty open to watching almost anything in general so i don't there's not really a lot of stuff that i would never have watched but the showdown made me watch um there's i mean there's definitely bad movies that i've watched because i'm like well like this is, will probably be asked about in the Shmodan, but I, I don't like. I can't really say that there's anything that I particularly detested that I watched only because of the Shmodan. There are movies that I'm like, this is not very good, but I see a lot of movies that are not very good all the time. So it's. And honestly, in a weird way, watching a bad movie is kind of a relief because then that just means I'm more excited for the next thing and I can see what worked and what didn't work. And that's just kind of how my mind works. So. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Louis Sarisa, if Polly Shore movie still a category they can put on the wheel. Uh, fun fact, uh, I inquired about this when I was going to play against Dan Merle, Sorry. Um, but I found out that it was not currently in circulation. I don't know if that will change, um, but that was something that I was like, I wonder if I just put this on and watch all of his movies. Like, there's no way that Dan is just casually watching Polly Shore. So I was like, well, this would be a great idea. And then it turns out it was not eligible. So it is what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Need more son-in-law questions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want. Oh, actually, this is not because of the Shmodan, but there is. What was the name of that movie? I watched a Pauly Shore movie where he plays this bank robber who gives the money back and then falls in love with the cop that was chasing him. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Um... Curse of Inferno. Yeah, Curse of Inferno. It was. That is. It was Drek. That was pure Drek. I I didn't watch it for the Schmodan, but I, I just watched it because I was like, oh, maybe this will be at Pauly Shore. And it, it was, oh, man. 
That's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Here's an interesting comment from the Shmona Entertainment Network. I wonder who that could be. Hi, bye. It is the goods. And they may or may not have given me the password, and I may be logged into that account right now, uh, <laughs> gassing myself up. But <laughs> no, no I, I do appreciate appreciate the, the encouragement from, from up on high. Up on high. Always looking down. Yeah. All right, Louis Therese, all good. How does it feel to be a member of the OG Action Army mm. and have won a belt before either member of Team Action And did? don't you forget it. Uh, no, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of crazy just because they were, especially Ben was orbiting that for so long. And it's kind of hilarious that I'm, I'm the one who was, who was able to, I suppose, deliver that to him in a way. But um, no, it's, it's crazy. There's so many players that I'm like, wow, like I really want a belt before Lon Harris. That's pretty insane. Like that kind of blows my, like before Ben, before like a bunch, like it's kind of wild to be honest. Like there's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's surreal and it's pretty cool. Christian was talking about Billy. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. about, that. Fair enough about that. Of course. Uh, let's see anything else we got. Oh, what about us? Wheel slays for just Ernest movies. I did watch the Ernest Christmas special about a week ago. Um, oh and, you know, one of my friends, Matt Kohler, has great fondness for Ernest. And that's by proxy sort of made me sort of a fan. But, um, I mean, that's something that the Fan League's allows to be a possibility. Well, I guess. They're not all theatrically released, so not really. But I think the the first one definitely was. Maybe two more. I don't. I'm not sure. But as well, actually. Yeah, that's that's right. That's true. Okay. I know my earnest movies. In the Bateman match, were you a little perturbed at the difficulty difference between round two? I assume he means Ben's. I'm assuming he means Ben's too. Yeah. Classic was all plot versus. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't all plot like the the humphrey bogart lauren bacall one was just i guess the other three were plot um i mean it was a little frustrating i like i do feel like the julia roberts questions were pretty easy but that's just how the shmodan works right like there, i don't know if you can think of any match where it's like oh man those round twos were exactly perfectly aligned like everything was even and fair like that's just not how it works so it's frustrating and it's like I think it's so interesting that if you flip the categories, I think the score might not exactly be flipped, but I think it's pretty close to flipped after round two. Um, but it's like one of those cases where that's how the game works. Like you can't, I think it's kind of a little silly to, to complain about that when that's happened to me before too, where I've gotten questions that weren't that hard and my opponent's gotten hard questions. So, you know, stuff like that happens. I think fans have to start realizing that a little bit too, not pointing anything out to, to Tony who said that. Because I know, like for example, Ben Bateman himself said that that happened to him when he was facing Kalinowski. That oh, yeah. I mean, Mike's, Mike's uh, thriller questions were like, here's eight points, sir. Like, it's a little <laughs> a little much. But, like, okay. you know, that happens sometimes. And I, it, it is frustrating, like 100%. But also it's not something that I can really bemoan too much because everyone it's, – it's a seesaw and things will happen. It's got to um, even itself out over time. That's what you're yeah. going gonna to have something that are good. You're gonna and good. honestly, it's like – I don't think Bateman Ben would consider Julie Roberts a particular strength of his, and I do consider classic something that I know a lot about. So it's like I should know plot question. Like I should know Vienna. Like that's a thing where I just messed up. Yeah. A time I question. Also, uh, how did Paul? How do you feel about um, older questions being recycled back into the next season? Um, I mean, I, I think it benefits me a lot. Uh, I've watched this game for a long time. I've watched all of the matches many times. Um, so we will see. Um, it is a bit frustrating because I, I always loved the, the fact that I, I was always ready to challenge when someone was asked something they've been asked before. Nice. Um, 
I remember a specific instance where, where Mark Andrake was asked a question about Heather Graham and the hangover. And I was like, wait, he was asked this in the free for all. Is this fair that he has asked this again? But then again, I got, I got who directed RoboCop twice in like a month and a half. Um, I think that's just a natural thing where it's like, eventually they feel like they need to recycle questions. I do hope that that's not the case in round two. Cause I think that in round two, that's so much easier to remember. And it's, that becomes a little more difficult, but I think especially round one questions, I think that's totally fair. Like those questions are not all supposed to be that hard anyway. Um, so I don't, I mean, I just think it'll be, I honestly think it'll benefit me and, and students of the game a lot um, more than people realize. I want to say, I want to predict that that would have been your answer because you and people like Ben are always looking for that advantage. I feel like mm -hmm. any way you can get an advantage is going to be good for you. And that's the way it should be. That's why it's like a sport type thing. If you can get an advantage some way because you watched the sweater before, then absolutely you got to take advantage of it. Yep. After the whole debate of spinners versus opponent's choice being on the wheel, you mm -hmm. got to take advantage of whatever you can do to keep that. You'll belt. notice it was on there again against Ben, and I have no shame in that. And that is, if that is a rule, it is a rule that I will be using myself. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's what you got to go with. But I exactly. think it's really interesting. You are actually like such a student of the game that you either like know things that other people don't know about the game. Like the you put Harry Potter on the wheel against um, Schneider. Yeah, and like uh, Rachel said on Rachel Cushing said on uh, SEN Live that like she didn't even know that that was allowed. Like she well, thought that just, was in her. Well, if you watch, I mean, Dan Dan's put Star Trek on the wheel, and Ethan put Star Trek on the wheel against Dan. It's like you just, it's not an accident. Like that, I I wasn't just I didn't just pull that out of nowhere. It was only because it had been done before previously, and I was like, well, right, if right. they've done it before, I don't see why me as the defending champion should not be allowed to do that. And Jeff has made it so glaringly obvious that he doesn't. He there was a question: name the sixth movie, and he said, "Who effing cares?" It's like you're just asking me to put it on the wheel. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a student of the game. That's what you got to do. Late the party here. Hi, uh, hi, guys. We love you guys. Video. Um, uh, the yes to more son-in-law and polish our questions, and I would wholeheartedly agree. Let's get no. Uh, we shouldn't have any prejudice against those types of movies. We love them. <laughs> and uh, also in honor, I saw Brian Fernandez have one I just lost. Uh, but in honor, Rise of Skywalker. Let's throw it out there. What you name your top five Star Wars movies? Um, well, my favorite kind of waffles a lot. I I do think as of right now, it's it's Last Jedi for me um, as my favorite. Um, Empire is really close. Um, and then after that, it gets a little muddy. But I think it would be some mixture of Rogue One, New Hope. And and probably Force Awakens. Those are that I guess off the top of my head. I think that's that's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. I have one more one more question, but beyond that, also Robert wants to note that it was interesting that you don't ever reveal your answer if you miss. I like that too. I've always noticed that myself. Hide those weaknesses. I like that idea. I mean, yeah. I, I, I if it's a silly answer, like why would I? You know, why would I show it? Exactly. And, and uh, maybe people don't know that I was I was close or had no idea. Like that's why you know it's more information. It just right. and that's why it's, it has to do. But also, that. Robert, thanks for pointing that out. Now people know that. You dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. Well, he's a spider. You can't trust him. He's a spider. No. <laughs> it's a similar thing to why Ben does that five. Like always waits to the end. He doesn't want people to know whether he knows or not. It's not just yeah. a dick move. Although now I mean, it is a dick. It is a dick move. Yeah. Right? But I think that was the initial, the initial thing yeah. about not letting people know what he knows and what he doesn't know. 
Yeah. So, last question here. I'll throw that because we have to wrap up. We're getting close to your time. Lake to the party wants to know what movie can you quote the majority of without Ooh. thinking about? Uh, a good will hunting saving- is, is, is a big one, I think. Um, no, not saving private Ryan. That is certainly not. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot. I think Goodwill Hunting is one. Uh, Heat is one um, for me. Um, Robin Holiday is one for me as well. That's one of my favorites. Um, I don't think there's a lot. I guess nothing else really jumps to mind. And I think that's, well, The Graduate is also one that I've, I've watched that movie probably 40, 50 times. Um, Network? Um, not, I, I mean, I love Network and I think it's incredible, but I, there's, I mean, there's a lot of heady stuff that I can't necessarily quote from it. It's not that kind of movie for me. Right. Um, it's not a movie I watch over and over again. It's it's just my favorite movie, which I think is might be different from some people um, in terms of what they understand favorite movie to be. But um, yeah, I mean, those are just the ones that immediately come to mind. I'm sure there are others that I, I love and and will be like, oh, how did I not say? I mean, Days and Confused and Everybody Wants Them is also, those are also two big ones, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, y'all, right. we're going to wrap this up. Happy Sunday. Thank you all for everyone in the chat coming and hanging out. Make sure that you hit that like button on this video. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. If you haven't subscribed already, hit that bell. All of us here at the Call to Action podcast put on wonderful shows, and we want you all to be a part of it, all hanging out with us in the live chat. So make sure you hit that bell so you get notified whenever we get into something. Uh, before we leave, Mr. Pauliyama, you want to plug anything? You got to go. Uh, I do want to answer one last question uh, from the chat. Abby asks, what is my favorite Christmas movie? It is a movie called Tokyo Godfathers, which I would highly recommend people to check out. It's a Japanese animated movie that is incredible and moving and makes me cry every year um, at Christmas. Uh, it is an astounding, astounding movie that I love so, so much. Um, and thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, we'll see what next season has in store or what the draft and, you know, whatever potential matches I have coming down the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, Notorious Champ by Chance is here. Deuce. <laughs> Deuce. <laughs> I can. That's what I want to say. Thank you. I also want to say, Abby, I'm sorry I missed your question. I uh, scroll through. Sometimes I miss them. Sorry I don't. Anyway, I'd like to say also, uh, while we're here, uh, go join the Patreon for the Schmodown. Uh, we all want to salute. We want to support this brand we love. Uh, also, go join the support and support the Team Action Patreon because that's what employs me. So if you employed and we have a lot of great content, including behind the scenes. We just had a video with Ben and Roxy going behind the scenes with the spectacular. Very, very uh, in-depth, very fun uh, for an episode to watch. Uh, and of course, next week, I believe uh, Chill is going to take a week off uh, for the holidays. Uh, but we have a lot of stuff. Well-deserved. Well-earned and well-deserved. Thank you. Thank you. We have been going pretty much nonstop. It's our 13, 14 episode now. But <laughs> I know, Billy. I know. But we're going to take one, uh, one week off before we go on. But I also want to plug later on tonight, we're going to have a special call to action episode, our call to action. I'm going to go live, talk about the spectacular, maybe mention the draft, that kind of thing. So if you are going to stick around, look out for that. Yep. Belford, where can we find you at? At Mr. Billy Belford on Twitter. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Y'all know where you can find me at Denny Joy. We're getting out of here, y'all. Thank you so much for coming in. Happy chill, y'all. We'll see y'all later. All right. And we. Woo!